Good morning, good afternoon, good night, my dears. How's it going? Welcome to the Worldwide Podcast. Now we are in our fourth episode so far, and we are going to talk about this guy, this amazing guy, Leonardo Veroni, who is from Italy. But first of all, I want to ask, how is Gimen? How is Zagreb? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, I'm having a blast in Zagreb. The sun is coming and I'm ready to go to the coast. I've already made some trips to go see everything, so uh, I'm more than happy. And first of all, I just wanted to say that this guest is an amazing person. And when Jacques told me about this project, the first person that I like remembered to make a podcast with us was Leonardo, because he's such an amazing guy. He explores so much uh, other countries as much as me. So he was like in the top of my mind. So, so yeah. Leonardo, the dude of the night or the day or the afternoon, depends where you guys are listening and oh, when. Hello, everybody. So how's it going, bud? Hi, everybody. And thanks for your nice words, Guilherme, and for this presentation, for this introduction. Uh, well, I, I'm in Italy. Um, nice to meet you all. And uh, here is uh, 7 p.m. 7 and 17 p.m. in the evening. So, yeah, you can see the dark outside the window. Uh The sun goes went down like uh, 20 minutes ago. Sorry for my English, but I'm Come not used to, to speak English. So, you know, pandemic is also uh, speaking Italian is currently is weird because you, you, you don't see anybody, so you, you never <laughs> speak to someone. So speaking is generally uh, weird. But okay, I'll try. I'll try my best. Oh, good. So, uh, for everyone wondering, um, Leonardo is, as again, a big traveler as much as I am. And he went to see so many countries, even a little bit before COVID. He had such great experiences. So, he cannot complain about COVID because he had so many big <laughs> travels before COVID, just like in February and March. So, yes. um, do you want to just uh, talk about one of those, like the, the best that you did? I think you went mm -hmm. to um, Man, I Argentina saw you've been or to Peru. Peru. Yes. Yeah, I went to Peru, yeah, as a part wow. of a one-month tri one trip in South America. Man, in, I'm uh, from September. South America and I've never been to any country here. Really? So, yeah, you're oh, actually... Only, <laughs> only Brazil. Well, only Brazil. Brazil is huge. I mean, there are so yeah, many yeah, things sure. to see in Brazil. It's like the entire Europe. So, mm -hmm. uh, well, you live in a great country. So, yeah, I went to Peru in uh, September 2019 as a part of a one-month trip in, in South America. So I visited the north of Chile, the Atacama region of Chile. Wow. And wow. Uh, actually, it's full of Brazilians there. I, I think that many yeah, Brazilian yeah. people like the Man, Atacama. we are everywhere, so... Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't know, I know, you know. <laughs> Okay, but that's, that's great because you're so funny, you know. I, I really love you. As well. Like you, and, like uh, I... I, I... I used to say during my Erasmus that Italians are the Brazilians of Europe. You're right. You're yeah. right. And not, not only Europe. Italians are the Brazilians of the world, you know. We are, <laughs> we are actually, right. we are literally, literally everywhere. I've never been to a yeah. place, you know, even when I was alone in the desert. I was walking in the desert. Was in, maybe I'll, I'll talk about this later. You know, I was in, uh, I was in Jordan. And I was talking alone in the desert. And there yeah. was another guy that was talking alone in the desert. And he, like, I look at him, he look at me, and, uh, well, and so, hey, are you from Italy? And, and I said, see, <laughs> si, but how can you know that I'm from Italy? <laughs> and he was from Italy too, you know, two well, men right. walking alone in the desert in Jordan. So, yeah, 
I did a, a trip in the north of Chile, Bolivia, and and I also went to Peru's uh, final uh, final stage of of this trip. And, and did you go uh, in 2019 or early 2020 before COVID? No, no, I did it in uh, September 2018. Yeah, so okay. COVID okay. was uh, was something that we could have never imagined. So it's, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. the world as we as we remember it before pandemic. <laughs> Oh my god. So we were actually just talking a bit before about uh, languages in Italy and the different dialects. And Leo was telling something about the north of Italy, uh, about like the different dialects that I actually... So me, uh, also for anyone who's wondering, I studied in Italy for six months with Leo. We had some classes together. Very difficult yeah. classes. Very difficult <laughs> I will not classes. Forget, I yeah. will not forget those classes. Unforgettable and, classes. <laughs> and basically... Um, But you guys we, were studying there. Which oh subject? my god, we, we were studying statistics. Was it statistics hard. or like financial Sorry. math or yes. something with something with weird science? Exactly. <laughs> something a with lot of study. Science. A lot of study. But basically, mm -hmm. me uh, as a foreigner in Italy, I do not notice the different dialects as much because for me it all sounds Italian. But Leo was saying something if you want to complete. Yeah, I just thank you. So I just wanted to um, I, I, we were talking about the different languages around the world and how maybe uh, Italian can be similar to Portuguese in some, some ways and some words are similar to Spanish and everything. But uh, in Italy, the main thing is that uh, even if I live in a small town which is close to the cities of Modena and Bologna, which are in two different departments and provinces, so uh, every, like, uh, every main city or like uh, cities of 20,000 people, for example, have its own uh, dialect and the dialect is composed by words that, that only exist in that dialect. The, the language is the same, there's only one languages, but I don't know how many dialects there are in Italy. So there are more than uh, maybe 1,000, uh, 1,000 not, but 100, 100 dialects, 100 different dialects. And you know, yeah, if, yeah. If, if, I'm a, if a person from the south or even, you know, from another region of Italy, I'm not saying another province of my region but for example a, a person from Naples or Rome or Milan or Turin I'm just mentioning that the you know the biggest cities of Italy I in, and they speak in uh, in their local language in their local dialect I can't understand anything even if I'm Italian I well I'm just actually we have a good uh, good example do you remember our second statistics, uh, statistics professor yeah oh well Oh my yeah. God! Yeah. We could not yeah. understand one word. I wish, <laughs> I wish I could forget him. <laughs> I oh wish I could forget God. him for real. But man, I remember him. Of oh course, shit! I, I literally had to learn did everything. You, did you guys myself. had classes in Italian or in English? In English. It was not. All right. It was neither Italian nor neither. Yeah, English. yeah exactly. <laughs> that guy was Neapolitan. I mean, 100% Neapolitan. For him, for for that professor, he was neither Italian or English. But the other mm -hmm. ones were actually. Very, very good English. I, I yeah, very say. good English, of course. But especially our first professor in statistics. She was very, very. Cool. Do you remember that that professor was from Naples? So he, Naples, yeah, yeah, they yeah, have exactly. their own uh, uh, their own culture. It's a place full of heritage, you know, but also full of different dialects and different terms that they sound a little bit like uh, uh, like Spanish sometimes. So it's uh, yeah. if you know Spanish, you can somehow manage to understand what they're saying, but not always like 30% of the time but it's it's very hard to understand what they what they say i don't know if you ever seen like uh like uh series which is kind of popular it's one of the 
few Italian series that in, are quite popular around, around the world, which is Gomorra. Uh, Gomorra. Gomorra. Yeah. Gomorra. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, so they speak Napolitan, and uh, I really like that series, but I had to uh, to watch it with the subtitles. Subtitles in Italian. Wow. In Italian, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was <laughs> filmed crazy, in Italy, bro. so it was crazy. Wow. Yes, man. Actually, actually uh, it was really crazy. So what is the language there in Bologna? Like it's, the, the dialect, sorry. It's like we call it every, like um, you say Na Naples, you say Neapolitan. Uh, Bologna is like Bolognese or something. Bolognese. I don't know how it sounds. You speak with your parents Bolognese or Italian? Uh, well, I can understand it, but it's um, but I speak Italian. This right. thing is more related with the past. So, for example, my grandfather used to speak Bolognese with my my father, but um, now times are changing. You know, we are we are losing this uh, particular of our right. uh, heritage, you know? Because I had some friends from the South and they say that they speak, you know, with their family, like with their parents, this dialect. So maybe it's something from the South or you, you feel like... Well, I, I don't know. It maybe depends. Like, uh, it depends on your family traditions, mm -hmm. you know? If you live with uh, older people, so if I lived with my grandfather, I would uh, be, you know... Um, I will, I will be used to, to speak in dialect right. because it's something related with the old generations. I, I got and you. so this thing is spreading through the new generations, but only the new that, you know, live, have a, a constant relationship with the, the with the old one. So, um, well, it depends. I don't know if it's, but I, of course I can understand Bolognese. I know some, you know, expressions, some terms that uh, uh, we, we use. I, I also, they are a part of my, um, routine vocabulary so i always yeah. use it day-to-day -day life um, basically exactly. actually yeah, yeah actually just going back to one thing from our statistics class and you may okay. uh, remember this do you uh <laughs> remember when i was just sitting in class and I, out of nowhere you told me something like oh did you read this article your president is here and i'm like yeah wait wait yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? And he's like, no, your president is here. And I'm like, what? And you showed me the article and we were like, what? We should go see the president. And then we just like left class. The professor was like, where are you going? He's like, uh, just have a walk. <laughs> and we just like Whoa. went away from class and we literally went to meet uh, our uh, my president. So you <laughs> mean that, that Marcelo was in Bologna, bro? Exactly, Marcelo <laughs> was in Bologna. I had no idea, and it was Leo that told me the Italian. Is this yeah, so we, we went together watching, you know, the this conference of the president of Portugal, and <laughs> he was speaking like to to I think foreign languages students in Bologna, Portuguese students Ooh. and uh, Portuguese commission. I don't remember why he was there, but uh, yeah. I remember that I, I felt like there and watching the president of Portugal speaking with Guilherme. Uh, you know, uh, in front of me, and we were like, uh, <laughs> exactly. what the hell is going on, man? It's so many, like, <laughs> yeah, so many news people were like around carrying cameras, and everything. We we're like, what? Yes. And <laughs> there was so the funny. people filming. I remember editing the video, and yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. exactly. So that, we that, was like, that, is, that frame is is in my mind. Uh, like, I looked at yesterday. Really. For sure. Yeah, for it's sure. It's one of the weirdest memory I have. Yeah, yeah. Completely. Like, coincidental, weirdest things that happened with us. And uh, actually, I have to say that his speech, like uh, in the later like uh, minutes, it was actually pretty good. 
he was just like encouraging people to like study abroad like the like oh. you gain more perspective experiences everything and i was actually very like happy and impressed with his like like speech and that kind of stuff so it was very nice so uh, yeah nice. amazing so leo back into your south american adventure here so what was <laughs> the you know most different thing that you've noticed between south american and europe wow there are many different yeah. things you know especially in a country like uh, bolivia for example because chile is very you know globalized i guess yeah, it's developed uh, there it's very developed yeah yeah mm -hmm. developed that's what i want to say so for example santiago you know i have many friends there and uh, santiago yeah. but also the region of atacama is very like uh, touristic so the desert is touristic it's full of tourists you don't see like uh, the real heritage of chile you don't go so deep into the cultures if, if, if you only stay in atacama Uh, you know, in San Pedro, which is the main, uh, the main town, which is, you know, only tourists go there. So there are yeah. no locals and the locals that are there are the ones that only live for tourists. So they act like they were, of course, like uh, gringos. <laughs> sure. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So earning some money the, from you guys. Most weird, yes, exactly. <laughs> the weirdest one is, uh, I think Bolivia, Bolivia. And I don't know that Bolivia and Peru are really full of uh, diversities. And uh, and one thing is that Peru and and Bolivia are full of heritage and are similar to Italy to Italian cultures in the way that there are many shapes. You know, there are many mm -hmm. like uh, populations, yeah. different. Um, Same happens here. History in exactly. So it's it. There are different like there there are the Quechuas if I don't if I don't remember bad and and other populations and they are all. Uh, different in the way they live, in their, you know, um, well, it's it's so it's so diverse and and rich yeah, yeah, of cultures. I, I can confirm this because uh, when I was in Italy, I was living with a Peruvian family, and they yeah. adapted very easily to Italy. So uh, what Larry is saying is completely like it's, it's so funny because it's very true. When I was like there, they learned Italian very fast because of their Castellano and everything, and exactly. uh, like their culture is not that different. So it's very, very easy. Yeah, but one thing that I will never forget about South America is the way people, you know, just live life. Mm. Uh, I saw a lot of, you know, uh, situations that I you, you never see in Europe because, uh, you know, even if you're... Um, sometimes, you know, you, you think that you're rich or even if you're sure. not rich, you, you have enough money to live your life. So you don't see like this tragedies you know with like favelas in in like in brazil yeah but you know in la paz there's a department so poor like you but you, you even if people is poor uh you could see the smile there exactly they always smile they always like offer you something even if you don't anything they they don't want money you know just they they want to share their happiness with someone yeah. that's that's uh, the culture, thing that yeah. changed me that thing changed me because you know You, you hear this kind of things, you know, when you, you have some friends around the world, they say, you know, in South America, they, they smile, even if they're poor and everything. But when you are there and you see things with your eyes and you, you know, get in touch with local people, local communities that have a great impact on the way you, you understand that your, um, your happiness depends on how you decide to live your life, on your attitude. That's a point. I mean... I was there and I saw people really didn't have anything. I mean, their houses was just uh, composed of, you know, a cardboard, a cardboard, like a box exactly. of carton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like uh, 
piece of steels, you know, uh, and everything. That is actually a, a very good thing that you are that you do and that you're saying is that when you travel, you try to get immersed into their culture. For example, a lot of people when they travel, uh, imagine to even Argentina, all those uh, South American countries, they just go into villas and they just say like in resorts and everything, and they don't go experience the yeah. actual culture of the country. Now with you, you literally try to understand how yeah. they functionate on the on their uh, country, like how everything works, how are the people, the locals, and that is very much amazing. And I encourage every single person when they go travel, try to be in the culture. Like even if you do not speak their language, some people will try to understand you, and even Fair you bro. can try to understand to them. So that's a very big thing that I'm very happy that you do it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's amazing you. when you. Agree. When you dive in the the culture, and, you know everything about the culture that that yeah. surrounds the culture. You know, so this thing yeah, is that's where yeah. yeah, that's where you gain the perspectives and the actual experiences of the travels. No, and for you, sure. And you are a different person. You know, when you come back, it are not the, the places don't change. You. I mean, if you go to Machu Picchu, you don't change you as a person. I mean, you have you see an incredible place, a stunning place, like everything you can see in South America, in Peru. You know, but the places don't change you. Cultures change, you know. Uh, people, people change you. The people change yeah. you. Like exactly. Everybody, yeah. Everybody says it's not the place, it's the people. Like that, that's true. That's true. So, so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So uh, I would actually love to dive into a very good question to you, Leo. What is your favorite place in Italy? Like favorite city, or like the place that had like the best experiences in your life, or just like you okay. had the most fun time. <laughs> Never ask an Italian guy what's the, what's the best Italian <laughs> The best Italian because, city. <laughs> it's so get I think my favorite place in, in Italy, I mean, uh, I'm very patriotic sometimes. I think it, uh, Bologna for its vibe. You know, you man, uh, you know, there are many places which are maybe historically richer and maybe full of spots that Bologna can, can have because of, I mean, like Rome is uh, stunning, you know, is way better than uh than bologna in from that point of view from the from the point of view of the things that you can see yeah but i've been to rome man. rome is amazing but full of tourists i i was feeling rome, like exactly i was feeling like tourists the things and, uh, were there for tourists not for locals you know yes and you know people are can be annoying there because of too many tourists yeah, between yeah. because of many things you know so also you know venice florence they are all great cities But of course, there are too many tourists, and the way locals act is strongly influenced by uh, by the tourism and uh, the invasions that sometimes they have to face. You know, especially in the summer or during the uh, holiday period. So Bologna is a is a place. Well, for me, it's the place where you can eat the best food, and eating for an Italian guy is one of the best. <laughs> that you know, is one true. of the most important. One of the most important <laughs> life is eating. Well. I could say the most important man. <laughs> the most important is eating and drinking. So, oh yeah, uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Combine for right. sure. Via del Pratello will always be in my heart. Like I will never forget that street. Yeah. I will never forget that street. It's oh, like um. Uh, it's like the uh, Barrio Alto, you know, the same vibe. Yeah, Alto, exactly. The same, same vibe, same vibe of, yeah. of Lisbon. You same know, vibe. And for ones, you know the, for the Brazilians that are listening yeah. to it, it's the same of Lapa <laughs> here in Rio. The same, the same vibe. 
Unfortunately, I've never been there, but I'm I'm taking yeah, for notes. For sure, it's the same, bro. Maybe maybe Lapa is worse. Very, very maybe Lapa is worse, man. Yeah, but yeah, but actually, crazy. something very great about Via del Partello is whenever I went there, I also interacted with the Italians there, and it's very cool because Italians are very like socializable people. Like I was friends with a lot of German people; they were all great. But Germans are a bit more strict. I mean, you know that, Leo. A bit more. Uh, a bit, a bit more. more. And like, it was just like, yeah. just like a bit more. <laughs> just a little bit. And it was always like very cool to like uh, begin conversations with the locals, uh, understand like their points of views of like certain topics in Italy, even like politics, even just like traveling across the country because that was what I was trying to do there. So it was like amazing just to go in that street, have a, an April spritz, have a, a liter oh. of wine for two euros, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. It was very, very nice. Yeah, so, so well, it's cheap, uh, you know. Man, yeah, I've seen, on, I've seen on Inst- your Insta that you're used to be a bartender or you're still a bot- bartender. What is it? Uh, well, I am uh, actually, you know, I, when you when you start being a bartender, you never you never end your career. You, once you <laughs> you start being a bartender, sure. you're a bartender forever. And <laughs> Guilherme knows this. I know <laughs> exactly. that Guilherme knows this. Yeah, Guilherme used That's to be That's very, very yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Man, I don't know and why. That's but... like an attitude, you know. Being a bartender is, is a way of living. And I think, and I think, me and Leo are so like um, I'm not gonna say just like well spoken, but are like very extrovert and ready to yes. begin conversations because we are bartenders. As bartenders, sure. the most fun thing is literally to talk to people, like socialize, network, understand bro. their experiences. <laughs> network, man, you said yeah. it. You said yeah, it. yeah, completely, and it's exactly. so 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 much fun. I think it's like the most fun about being a bartender is. I'm I completely agree. You know, uh, actually, I, I'm doing something different because bars are closed. So I'm a bartender for myself. <laughs> I'm a smart worker. You know. Uh, I saw. So... I saw your caipirinhas in your Insta story. Whoa, man. caipirinhas, bro! Cool. Yeah, oh I God. have a friend of mine from Brazil that brought us nice. some uh, some yeah. cachaça. Cachaça. All don't, right. Don't remember the name of it. Cachaça. Uh, but I'm sure. Kasasha, yeah, but the the, the the producer, I don't I don't remember. Sugarcane, um, the sugarcane. No, no, the, sugar the, cane, the yeah. brand. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. The brand, yeah. So ah, the brand, the like brand, but, but Sacadipa Fifty One, maybe. Yeah, it might be Fifty One. Or maybe. No, no, it's more, it's more like um, more local, more yeah. expensive than than. 51. Oh, okay. One is Ooh. like the one of yeah, the most yeah. used here. The current, yeah, yeah, the, like the recurrent like brand, basically. Exactly. Right. Uh well, I. Uh, if I if it, can, if yeah. it comes to my mind, I will tell you. No worries. Uh, yeah. Can so Bologna, Bologna is your pick. Yes, Bologna. Do you wanna, yeah. Do you want to know my pick? This is going to be very controversial. But of course. I don't know why this place stayed in my heart, and it was actually the last place that I visited in Italy. And I'm Naples, going to say, no? yeah, Napoli. Yeah. Naples. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm okay. sorry, but I knew it. No, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I went to travel in January. There weren't like many tourists. Even when I was in Rome, there weren't many people there. And it was like so fun. But Naples had a special place in my heart because it reminded me of the south of Portugal. Like uh, there are like no, not much rules there. Like you can do everything you want. Like people while riding the motorcycles don't even wear helmets. That's why Maradona was like, there. Al- Algarve. Yeah, Algarve, Algarve always, fucking Algarve. Hell, yeah. <laughs> always in my heart. And like the people are so like like crazy fun. I was in the bar street there, and it reminded me of the bar street from Faro City 
like uh Rua do Crime quite literally Rua it was Crime, so much man. fun yeah. Yeah, yeah. it oh. reminded me so much Amazing. and uh also there's so much to see like Pompeii was a dream come true to see it like I remember being a kid and watching like the episode of Doctor <laughs> Who when they went to Pompeii and I was like I need to see these in real life and for me to actually just be like five hours there just walking around meeting new people while I was walking I actually met some great Americans there and just like seeing Vesuvio like the catacombs in Naples like just everything it was an amazing experience and i think it was probably the my favorite place okay yeah. where well, naples is amazing and it's full of you know it's it's a concentration of italian you know uh stereotypes and uh, yeah. uh no rules <laughs> and wild city life it's like a concentration of many many elements the mafia sure. used to be there And also mafia. No, no, not used. He's, he's still, there. <laughs> still there. He's still <laughs> strong. No, no, not used. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's still strong, you know, very strong. And, uh, and also, this is curious, yeah. you know, this is very curious. It's, it's one thing that I, traveling around the world uh, and talking to you like uh, people from the whole world. So it's not something that is related with one particular country, you know. So it, everybody just you. I'm I'm from Italy. I'm from Italy. You know, I'm talking about you know politics and uh, sometimes when you drink too much, you you, you came up you know with this kind of, of themes. You know, and so we started talking about mafia and everybody when when an Italian guy think uh, talks about mafia, they think that it's something from the past. You know, so they used to see maybe in movies and they say, okay, that's over. Now Italy is a great place with no mafia and everybody happy. <laughs> No man, still not, there. Not people are still. Isn't isn't there like a term for like I think it's pizzo, pizzo like the pizzo. pizzo yeah, the, yeah. When the so basically, um, like a threat. When yeah yeah yeah. So basically, when the mafia goes into a restaurant and it asks for the pizzo, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like for the owner of the restaurant to give like a bit of money so they can continue to work in that restaurant or like continue cool. their normal life. Is that true? Like yes, I remember, yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember right, a local yeah. telling me the story, and I was like, what? This still happens. Oh my god! So basically, this happens here in Brazil. Yeah, some basically, they're like man. collecting tax. Like it's their tax, even though it's like it's not in the government. It's like for their own profit, basically, and <laughs> they exactly. dictate everything uh, in a lot of cities in Italy, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also had a very good and different experience when I was in Venice. I think Leo knows this because I went to Venice during flood season. I remember. I remember <laughs> that we were. We were talking about that uh, during our course. I think always statistics. Exactly because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think also during statistics because I was that's asking why him I was, if I should that's cancel. Why I didn't yeah. pass the exam because we used to talk a lot. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure. Because I was asking him if I should go still even during flood season, and it was like. I'm gonna tell one of my friends, but I think she says like everything is okay. And then I phoned the hostel that I stayed in and she was like, it's all good, don't worry about it. The first day, there was basically no water. It was amazing. Like I, I literally walked through all, all of Venice. It was an amazing experience. The second day, it was the worst in history in Venice. Oh. I think I still remember 1.6 meters, like up high. I think it was that number. And, uh, but I can say that it was the most fun I've ever had. Like to see Buranu and Muranu in flood season, it's like such a uh, like unique experience. Like no one is there. <laughs> Everybody's trying to get the water out of like their stores and homes, but they're also chill because they're used to it. So it's like, <laughs> they just don't care anymore. <laughs> it's a normal, basically. It's like yeah. 
And obviously, I was there with no tourists. People say like Venice is like very big on tourists and everything. I was able to see Venice without anyone. Like well, I was you're very, you're very, very, very lucky. Oh my god! Bro. It you're felt like a lucky. ghost town. I'm serious. The the islands had no one. And when I was, Leo, do you know how the boats in Venice work? Like those big boats. I had a boat, yeah. one of those boats, just for me. And I didn't pay any tickets or anything. It was Whoa. all for free. Like I went to all of those islands completely alone. Like a walking. private, like a private yacht. <laughs> yeah, like a <laughs> private boat just for me. Like they were my islands and everything. Ah, oh, it was so much fun. So much fun. You were you were very very lucky because it's kind of impo- maybe now Venice is like that because we're locked down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, normally yeah. it's like impossible seeing that without uh, seeing Venice yeah. without tourists. Yeah. I bet. And actually this trip was the first trip that I ever made alone to like a big place. So for me it was like a big deal because I wanted to do this for a long time and after I made this trip the the second trip that I made I didn't even think twice. I just did it. Because like, get- yeah, this is like a very big deal, and I want people to understand this. Like, yeah. it is very hard to go travel alone. I understand it, but once you do it, yeah. the second and the third time, you completely just go for it. Like okay. I did this in Venice. I literally said to myself, "I'm just going to do this alone. I'm going to have a fun time." And when I went there, I was just like complete freedom. I was sightseeing everything, taking pictures, talking to locals. And even in the hostel that I stayed in, I made amazing friends because basically when you're alone, you have like to to bring yourself to talk to people. And I met like a group of American girls that were from California uh-huh. and we were just talking about high school, like the system there, like the the mascots and everything. And yes. like it was actually an amazing first trip for me and after that I just like started doing my own trips for myself and it is a very big deal for um a lot of people and yes I do encourage people to to do that. You you really touched the the main point of this because the the hardest things you know the is is starting doing this because you you, sure. you create a lot of uh ideas that maybe it's dangerous maybe I'm I'm bored maybe I go to Portugal and I don't know what to do <laughs> I remember the first day I, I the first the first travel that I did alone it was in Seville in Spain. Well, oh. I did another trip in, in Patagonia but it's out it was completely different. Fuck man, Patagonia is something really yeah. really far from Yeah, but from I had Seville. some friends there. I had oh, some friends ooh, so ooh, ooh. Uh, I was I was alone some parts of the trip so it was not completely alone. In in Seville I was alone and uh, you know you feel the anxious when you yeah. you know when you're there checking in at the airport you you feel like the heavy of your 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 backpack and say okay I'm doing this for real <laughs> yeah. and then you realize that you are alone you are you can be yourself you can go to a hostel and meet you know girls that in Bologna would never even say hello to you you know for you, sure. yeah. you. so uh, it's it's that, that's the main point you know you can be yourself because nobody knows really who you are or maybe the day after you're in the same journey. place of you bro that's why you're in the same exactly. place of you exactly and one of my like is actually a coincidence uh one of my first trips alone was to Seville as well so yeah Man, it's that amazing. city it's that amazing. city is crazy yeah crazy crazy that, as fuck. that city is is one of the of my favorite cities in in the whole world Oh my god. I'm actually just checking um right here, yeah. I was just trying to remember the name of the country that you went to that I was so impressed you went to Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Do, do, okay. Jordan. Do you want just to talk So this is wait, this was in 2020, right? Exactly. This is in February. Yes. This was in February 2020. February 2020, exactly. From 
from like 7 7 of february until the 15 of february then february and the pandemic in italy started like the week after the week later oh. yeah, so yeah, i yeah. remember like some people used to wear the mask you know in the streets in jordan but and i was like looking at them like what what are you doing what is this <laughs> what, what is this mask yeah. what is i was like what what's going on and and you know we all know how yeah. things I remember, yeah, yeah. I, I just remember like being at home, checking your Insta stories and you posted like a video of you with the Modern Warfare 2 uh, song. Yeah. And I was like, where is this dude? And then I think I sent you a message, a message and you were like, I'm in Jordan. And I'm like, where is this? And he's like, oh, near Jerusalem. And I'm like, what? You went to that, like the yeah. Middle East? That's amazing. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I went, I went and, alone to the Middle East. I yes, went alone that's... to the Middle East in, in February and it was really... It was a hard trip because, uh, you know, backpack. I was uh, backpacking, you know, I have been backpacking in South America. And uh, so I, I, I thought I was prepared, you know, to, to do a, a trip like that. But uh, Jordan is an amazing country, but it's a completely different than the, uh, the cultures that I used to see, you know, because South America, somehow we are late. And so we are yeah, somehow related. You know, I, I'm feeling like... Uh, a bit Portuguese when I go to Portugal and a bit yeah, 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 yeah. when I go a bit Peruvian when I go to Peru. We're very similar. But Jordan is completely different with uh, in a particular area of the world. And uh, it's a peaceful country, no problems at all there. But um when I when I when I came so when I when I entered the hostel for example they were not used to see like backpackers solo backpackers in that period of time. So it was winter, it was you know, in that time of year that Iran was in trouble with the United States, it was like a military... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, the, almost the third you know? war. Almost exactly. the third war exactly. in January. I still remember exactly. that. So many oh people God. just, uh, you know, um, that booked uh, an accommodations there just didn't, didn't go to Jordan. And uh, so it was very, very tough the first days and everything is, was different. So the city, Amman, of, the, the main capital, so the, the capital of, of Amman, the main city, uh, was like a, a map of Call of Duty, you know, when you see like documentaries about wars, about civil wars, about bombing, this kind of things. It was really, really difficult the, the, the first day to adapt myself. Yeah, yeah. And especially but, uh, when you see it in person, like uh, exactly. some people just think like, uh, oh, that map from Modern Warfare 2 is just like a map. That doesn't exist. But when you no, see no. it in real life, yeah. exactly. it changes you like... It's yeah. crazy. It, I mean that that's not a um uh um you know I always felt like safe there. I never felt yeah, yeah. everybody is peaceful and everything, but they are they have a way to to express themselves to behave which is completely different than ours. I mean the people there, even if they're friendly, even if they're welcoming, <laughs> you know, uh, first of all, Arabic is not Spanish, so the language and they don't speak English so good. So yep. they always feel like you always perceive this kind of aggressive, you know, from them. You're alone, you're there, you don't know who you are in front, you, who you have in front. So it's uh, the first day I felt like a sort of disconnection between me and, and the and the local culture and people. But then yeah, I yeah. went to Petra and uh, then my you know my my trip changed that, that for was sure really... like uh, that that mountain thing right where exactly. there's like a big thing inside you know, the mountain have you ever seen indiana jones the third yeah one? man sure yes you know the, the final scene when they go into that temple uh, they, in the rock they shot in there right exactly it was shot oh. there that, that right. that's the main uh yeah, the main um Whoa, structure the main building amazing. it's it was... it's yeah it's life-changing like completely life-changing life -changing. you know yeah. i really felt like um 
and so I, I've been to Petra. I stayed in Petra two days. Met fantastic people there, like um, solo travelers. Uh, that was uh, that we are like living a life-changing experience like mine. So I really felt like I formed a group, and that's the most important thing. And then I spent some days in the desert and uh, in the Wadi Rum. That's where they filmed where um, Martian the um, survived with the I don't know the, the name in English. It's like a, survived the Martian is a in a movie with. Um, oh. Uh, I think I know what film it is, but I don't remember the title. It's as like well. film on, on in Wadi Room, which is very similar to Mars. Everything is red, it, you know. You see orange yeah, yeah, rocks yeah. everywhere. Weird rock formations, like forty meters high in the desert. So you have sands, you have these mountains, like you know, orange, red. You have these kind of uh, shapes of colors, and uh, it's For stunning. Sure. And I so, spent there two two days uh, alone, and I was in a camp with Bedouins, so I shared, you know, their way of living. And it was really mm. mystic, you know. I, I really felt mm. like something inside me. It's hard to explain that, but I felt connected with my myself. You know, it's it's for sure. <laughs> yeah, f- for sure, for sure. So everybody can end like I'm just going to say this. If anyone who's listening, you are afraid to go to Paris, this dude right here went alone to the Middle East. Like you <laughs> should never be afraid of going to Barcelona, no. to Paris, never. not having all these places. Never, if, just if, do if it. If Leo can go to the Middle East alone, like one of the most craziest regions, you can go to any place you want completely. Just go for it. Just, just do it. it. Take care of yourself, of course. Like the, sure. respect the local traditions. Yeah, yeah. Respect yeah. the local people. Don't act like a... Uh, don't be are... like Jake Paul. Don't be like exactly. Jake Paul. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. so don't act like I am better than you because I'm from uh, Europe, for example. Uh, just act politely and everything is going to be fine. Yeah. And be oh, always curious to, to meet new people and live fantastic sure. experiences because that's no, yeah. what traveling is about. No, for sure. The but, most yeah. difficult thing is to do the first step. When, when you do the first step, you're doing the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth. And travel travel is all about this, man. I've, been to, I've been to it's Russia alone, too. Okay, it was during the World Cup. There were a lot of tourists in there. Wow. But it was amazing to be uh, to be alone in one of, you know, the countries that people feel like so so dangerous, you know. And more for me, yeah. man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm black, you know. So for black people, imagine going alone to Russia. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. Oh, Leo, big question. What are your favorite festivals in Italy? Because I went to one and I just Parties. your opinion on the clubs and the festivals. All right, if you okay. want to begin, I'll give you the, the mic. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm a lover. I'm a music uh, lover, so I like every kind of music. First of all, I just want to say this. Um, there are many festivals that... That were born recently, <laughs> and a good one, and a good one is the Florence Rock, Firenze Rocks. It's in Florence. Uh, in 2020, it was supposed to to play like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and a crowd of 80,000 uh, people, you know, and uh, there were the Foo Fighters scheduled to play at Red Hot Chili Peppers with John Fushante, with the historical guitarist. So. Well, but um, talking about, you know, parties and uh, festival like ADM or there are many. Uh, I live in an area, so Emilia Romagna is close to the seaside. I mean, the seaside is, sea is not good. I mean, that's not even, you know, you're used to Portugal, you're used to Rio. (laughs) 
to the ocean. We're used to the ocean, not the, the exactly. sea. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about it this time with you. Guys. Still, man, but, it's uh, beautiful. Oh my god! <laughs> but, my yeah, yeah. The, the coasts are very beautiful, though. Sankt Terre, even though it's like very touristic, it's still like Saint a pretty exciting, I'd say. No, man, uh, I really love Portugal. You know, I I'm in love yeah. with Portugal, and and I've ever, and I haven't been to Algarve, so I I'm sure that the best For part sure. of, of Portugal. I, I haven't still seen the seen the, the best part the best best. I, I will show you everything in the south. Trust me, I'll show everything in the south. But actually, my favorite. I mean, this was, was yeah. This was the only festival that I went to, but it was very. So me and two of my Norwegian friends, we literally found this one week ago because I knew that Flume was going to do a tour in Europe, and I didn't knew that he was coming to Italy. And when I saw, it was Turin, Italy. I checked out Turin. the festival, and it was club to club and this festival Ooh. was amazing because i saw james blake and flume in the same night wow. and oh my god he like both of these dudes just speak with the music like they're amazing was it in a club or it was uh an actual festival it it, it wasn't outside it was in All just right. like a big tent wow but it was also outside because they had like um they had like lasers so they had to be like in a close space for those lasers to work which were all, all actually very cool for the film uh show and turin was actually an amazing place you know what i'm gonna tell you turin is probably the most underrated place in italy you know it's opinion. the most underrated i'm sure yeah. uh, and also have a great underground culture turin uh, there are many artists that like hip-hop italian artists that were born in that raised in in tourism as and formed themselves as artists that's really, and it's, yeah. it was the ancient capital of of Italy. You know, and, before and, Rome, there was yeah. uh, Turin. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. I, that's why, probably that's because uh, they have the also the Egyptian, like, big museum. And it's, I actually saw it online, and it's, like, the biggest in the world. Egyptian after museum. the after the the one yeah, in, Egypt, the, in El Cairo, yeah, yeah. there's the, the the biggest one in El exactly, Cairo. Exactly, exactly. I think, yeah. I think it's the biggest in Europe, but I'm not sure. But uh, it's, like... It's crazy, crazy big. Like, there are so many mummies. I went there and it's so, yes. so, so cool. It, especially for me because I'm a big uh, Egyptian boy. Like, I, I remember that back in the day, I used to love House of Anubis and all, and all the, the Egyptian stuff. And Assassin's Creed uh, Origins Whoa, is also one man. of my favorites. Oh, man. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Actually, for the people who are listening. Man, Egyptians um, are kind of aliens, the, man. Imagine, imagine oh, yeah. the, pir the, the pyramids. You couldn't you couldn't pass you know between the bases oh, yeah, of yeah. the pyramids couldn't pass one you know sheet of paper in there man yeah it's actually like, people can do one of this, the first man. cultures yeah people were, people can can, can do the pyramid nowadays so <laughs> I may, I may maybe aliens do done this but all right yeah they, they, Let, let's crazy. say it was the Egyptians <laughs> but one of my um, first like ambitions to go to Italy when I was like uh, choosing my places it was actually because of Assassin's Creed. Like Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood are always going to be in my heart. Like Ezio Auditore di Firenze is yeah. just just the OG. Did you, and did you visit Florence, right? It was my first place to visit in Florence. And let me tell you, the Cathedral of Santa Maria del Fiore is it's like, the same. I mean, oh my God, it's the you same. You felt like and at home. Like <laughs> I So basically, when you're walking to the cathedral, you have to turn in a corner. And I was with two of my friends. And once we turned, we just stopped because it's such a crazy sighting like i even shed some tears because you know i listened like i had in my mind the um, etios theme okay. like um no etios family which is a song from assassin's creed 2 
and it's like one of the most beautiful songs ever and i was that like that song was literally playing in my head when i turned the corner and looked at the cathedral because it was so beautiful like so 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 beautiful stunning yeah i think and it's you one wanted of those to climb things. it like exactly i want to be at you <laughs> it's one of those things that you truly have to like see it in person like the the thing in petra like no photo does justice to like like to those buildings into those monuments basically i completely agree you know even yeah. uh what the most uh, you know the the most famous thing that i saw is of course machu picchu you know you see machu picchu everywhere when you are in south america and especially when you're in peru but when you're there i can maybe there are some people that say well okay machu picchu but you have seen that many times some pictures on instagram you know i remember i scrolled down my my feed But when you're there and you see that and you see it so majestic, so big, so, you know, full of history, it's, it's you yeah. know, there's just, nothing compared to that. Just the care, <laughs> yeah, just the care and the passion that it took to build it, it's, it couldn't yeah. be well, done today yeah. because, like, people were driven by different uh, things back in the day than people are now. Like, no one exactly. would build a Machu Picchu nowadays. Sure, the same like, happens no with the pyramids, man. Yeah, 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 as well as you pyramid. can build like uh, Santa Maria del Fiore in uh, in Florence yeah, and the Colosseum sure. and the pyramids, it's impossible. Impossible. So that's yes, why that's, it's always going to be amazing. those things that you have to see in person. Like have to. Exactly. I completely agree with that. Oh, and actually, Florence is stunning. <laughs> one thing very funny when I was in Bologna, <laughs> I, I do remember one professor uh, during the class I asked and he actually told me this. <laughs> Um, there is a graduation, uh, like, um, culture in Bologna when like you graduate, you wear some leaves on your head and you pop a bottle of Prosecco and you just have like a good time. So, but yes. this Ooh, doesn't happen yeah, during nice one song. day. This happens during the whole semester. Come so on. Every time that you're having classes, you hear yeah. those champagne, like those Prosecco bottles, like opening and just the people cheering outside. And, and you're there and you're there like... You know, struggling to understand a formula on on, on the blackboard, and you so well, they oh, are having man. fun. This is amazing. So, this is amazing. Gee, so yeah, I'm sorry, bro. Uh, I know you're exactly. Portuguese, but graduation in Portugal sucks, man. If you compare yeah, to Italy, man, no, it's, no, 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 sure. How do you graduate sure. in Portugal, man? I so because I, I thought that you know, prosecco, wine, whatever was no prosecco, was, no fucking was normality for. No, Leo, it sucks so hard that I'm not even going there. I'm not even going there. Like, I prefer to have my graduation here no, in Croatia. Come to Bologna, come to Bologna, graduate in Bologna, we'll pop, we have party oh, with, with Prosecco. Bro, we will pop the shape, the Prosecco bottle. You'll, you'll, you can strap it like with, uh, I actually saw someone with duct tape on one hand with Prosecco and another with uh, Campari. Yeah, bro. bro. We, yes, we, we will have the Italian, the graduation we will have the Italian celebration. I remember the That's graduation a, there in Algarve and it was actually... But how do you graduate in Portugal? <laughs> yeah, actually it's like funny, a formal man. thing that you... We went to stadium, to the Algarve stadium, I mean the the local team stadium. And we were actually listening to a priest saying a lot of words and then that it. What? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, That's man. the graduation in Portugal. Oh my and God. And do you remember, Guilherme, do you remember the song like Dottore? Dottore, dottore nel buco del cul, no fancul, eh? That's that's a song that you typically sing when you open the prosecco. It's like, it it means like doctor, doctor, which is like dottore, dottore, uh, which is like you graduated, now you did it. Uh, Dottore nel buco del cul is like a doctor in your asshole or something like that. It doesn't sound so... (laughs) Yo, Leo, I'm actually serious. I still have 
my Bologna card right here. I so wow. I'm literally eligible to graduate in Bologna. So that's what I'm gonna do. I don't care. I'm gonna do. The yeah, come to Bologna. There. I hope like the restrictions will be will you know they will ease the restrictions. So, For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we you can graduate two times. One time in no two times. One time in Croatia. Another time in Bologna. And then we go together to wherever in Faro. And For sure. For sure. And, and we'll do it there. Go to even if I can serve. Oh my God! It's a so plan. You, it's you, a plan. You, you do like one month of graduation, like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love. No, I'm it. gonna tell you something funny about about Portugal later in in private because there's the possibility that I'd be there this summer. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely. Talk that's about on. That. That's on my list. You know. <laughs> one actually, one of the big difference that I'm noticing here in Croatia from Italy is that. Um, So this is a very big thing because Portugal is not that good on the system, and this is uh, trains and this type of public transportation. Probably Leo will have a different opinion than me, but I have both Croatia and Portugal to compare, and both these countries, the train system sucks. And Italo and uh, like actually Italo, Francesco is kind of, eh, but Italo is amazing. Like I went to Naples from Bologna, and uh, it's Italo, very far away. It's expensive. It is expensive. Yeah, but still, it. like I went to um, to Naples in three hours and fifteen and thirty minutes, like from Bologna, 3. right? Five hours, yeah, from like, Bologna. Okay, which was yeah. insane because like it's much bigger than Faro to Porto, and uh, no one takes the train to Porto from Faro. Everybody just takes the plane because mm. it takes like seven hours. And me being able to do more than that distance to Naples for it, actually it wasn't that expensive. To be honest, it wasn't that expensive. Okay. It was below 50 euros, which was okay. uh, that uh, was a good that was a good price, man. You were lucky. Yeah, uh, we're lucky and, with the prices too. Yeah, and it was to go into return, so it was pretty, pretty well, okay. very, very, oh. very cheap, very cheap. Yes, yeah. yeah. Normally, it's like uh, from Bologna to Rome uh, to go and to come back. It's like uh, more or less one one hundred euro. Oh, yeah, more or less. Oh, but it depends. It depends on you know which time you're traveling on when you schedule your travel when you book your ticket. It for really sure. depends. On yeah, yeah for sure. There's a lot of airports, and I had. I remember that. That thing is very curious because when we walked in Bologna, I remember that you always told me about the train in in, in Bologna. And I was like, man, our train system <laughs> yeah. sucks for real. What, what, oh what, my god! What the hell? And because what, in Portugal, sucks like? as fuck, man. That's why. Oh my god! That's it's why so he was impressed. No, I it's remember. So I was really impressed by this because yeah, no, yeah, yeah. nobody talks good about the Italian the trains train in Italy. <laughs> Infrastructures in Italy suck. Up, you know, at, there's if there's one thing that sucks in England. Bro, we don't have trains in Brazil. We don't have trains. I know. <laughs> so. I know. I remember. <laughs> so I know that South America is like a no train land. <laughs> yeah, man, no trains. If you don't have a car or if you just want to go to a bus, that's the way to yeah, do it. Man, yeah. But I re I remember so one day I was uh, so I had to go to Lisbon and uh, and go to Porto so from Lisbon to Porto and uh, I remember that you used to talk like bad about trains and so I was pretty scared about the experience yeah. that, I would, uh, that I was about to live and the end yeah so you have to say that the train is similar to like a uh, a sort of bus but more uncomfortable than a bus yeah <laughs> and it kind is kind of expensive of it's also expensive. It was not that cheap. is very true. Yeah, that is very true. Like the quality is not good and the price is very high. You know why? Because it's a monopoly. There's no competition oh, okay. in, in Portugal. So um, I I don't know if it's two different countries, Francesco and Italo, but um, yes, wine is private. Okay. Italo is private, 
and uh, and uh, Trenitalia is Freccia Rossa is uh, like the highest service of the uh, Exactly, yeah. but at least yeah, okay. but but at least there's competition and that just like makes at least like promotions and that kind of stuff just appear. You know, I had the app to check all those prices and I even had like a some newsletter on my email whenever prices went down uh, yeah. a certain price and that's how I bought all the tickets to every place for very cheap prices. So it was like very 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 cool just to yeah. do all of that. Oh, I remember but, trains in that train was that train experience was weird from from Lisbon to Porto. <laughs> It was like three yeah. hours, three hours and a half, if I'm not wrong. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Really cool, cool. Wow. That's why everybody takes the plane. It's 40 yeah. minutes from Faro to Lisbon. Because so from, imagine from, from Faro, Lisbon to Porto. From Faro to Porto, if you do it by train, it's like six hours, more or less. Yeah. Seven, yeah. kind seven, of. Seven, 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 seven and a half sometimes. Yeah. yeah, because you have to exchange and sometimes wait for the next train. So Okay, whoa. So it's mandatory for you to go to Lisbon. Far. So you're actually stopping yeah. Lisbon first, so you go and then to connect and connection, you... yeah, the connection to, yeah. to Porto. That's why it takes time too. Leo, well, one Porto, big question. Very... Oh, yeah, one big Tell question. Uh, I was just like thinking, uh, what are like the most unknown places in Italy that you think deserve like more recognition for like travelers that go to Italy? Okay. Yeah. What this is think? a really nice question because you know, typically when you talk about Italy. Everybody just think about three cities, you know, you mm. know them, you know, so Rome, Venice, for sure. <laughs> Florence and Rome. So we go yeah. from north <laughs> to south. If you want to add more to two more cities, we have Flo uh, we have Venice, we have Milan, we have yeah. um, Florence and then we have Naples. But typically when other people, you know, talking about them, talking about the countryside, they always say like Tuscany. But the, the countryside of Tuscany is so like uh, it's very beautiful. I'm not saying that it's not, but it's quite expensive. You know, like uh, you have many areas which are beautiful, and also Cinque Terre. Cinque so Terre. everybody's like uh, Florence, Milan, Rome, Cinque Terre, and I'd say that one of the best parts of Italy. I mean, Italy is all like beautiful because we have everything. You know, uh, we have the sea, the seaside in the south. We have mountains like Dolomiti. We have the Alpes with uh, with France and Germany. You know. And Austria, sorry. So I really like Trentino Alto Adige, which is at the northeast uh, uh, region in Italy for for the mountains that are beautiful because they oh, yeah. are um, the Dolomites, I mean, right? The exactly, Dolomites, Dolomites, Dolomites mm. because they are rock formations that are that you can only see there. So they are not normal mountains. Like uh, they have a particular color that you know the sun comes down. They they are like they they becomes like uh, uh, oranges and and pink. You know, so you Ooh. see these rainbows there. And uh, so that's one of my favorite. And people there, even if you're in the north part of Italy, that typically is like uh, we are considered like cold people, you know, like not so friendly, like unfriendly or unwelcoming. There, uh, so they are very used to tourists and they are very welcoming. So they know how to, you know, deal with uh, with people. Yeah. So I'd say Trentino Alto Adige and in the south, uh, Sicily, um, Sicily and, uh, and some areas of Sardinia, which is the island, Sardinia, yeah. mm -hmm. but not yeah. the main spots, you know, that everybody goes to, like rich people, they go to, um, <laughs> for sure. Exactly. I uh, actually, other... Yeah, I actually had a great play, a uh, great time in Bolzano because I just went there for a dubstep party Whoa. and it was, oh my God, actually there are these two DJs really from to Italy. I, I went to Bolzano really? to see these two DJs. They're called like Soup Surface. 
And I actually talked to them on Instagram just like to, because I didn't know exactly how to go there. Like I knew like the train, but then I had to take a bus to another like small city. And I did that. And they had such a great club, <laughs> a great club there. And uh, they were like, every person from the mountains was in that uh, party. <laughs> Completely. They are crazy. The people from they the mountains are so crazy. Are crazy. Like, I never thought like dubstep was a thing in Italy, but it only exists in the mountains. Oh. Yeah, because oh. everybody just... Man, when you live in the mountains, when you live in the mountains, mountains and in, it's winter, you know, it's cold, you can only do one thing, drink yeah. to survive. <laughs> For sure. You, you For can sure. only drink. Prosecco, Prosecco all the time. <laughs> yeah. They have a wine which is called Gewurztraminer, so it's a German name, and Ooh. it's pretty good. It's a, it's a white one. It's, a, it's very, very good. Man, do you know that the most cheap wine there was uh, during my time in Warsaw, in Poland, when I used to live in, in Warsaw, was an Italian one. <laughs> so when I was going really? there, I was paying in euros something like two euros, and it was the cheapest wine I could get. But it was a supermarket there in, in a glass Warsaw. bottle, or it was like yeah. a a bottle, yeah, okay. a bottle. A bottle. Okay. Because yeah. we also have the like a um, package of like orange juices, but with uh, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 with wine you. inside it. That is used to, or for two reasons, or maybe three. You are like a, uh, you don't have a house, so you you, you stay, you know, you live, <laughs> a homeless. live on the street, a homeless, exactly. I didn't remember the the, the term, and uh, or you use it to cook. But if you drink it, okay, well, <laughs> it oh sucks. All right, your stomach will go down. And it exactly. was actually good. It was actually good. I don't think it was a homeless drink. It was just cheap. No, to well, maybe if you if you find something in a bar, everything it has. Everything that is uh, in a bottle, okay, is it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's I have to, the same. I have the same drunk, opinion, yeah. man. I have the but same not opinion. in a, in a everything is the, yeah, there is in the bottle is good. It's drinkable. Yeah. <laughs> we are not we are barman, not sommeliers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Leo, uh, what are your go-to foods in the osterias? Like all all of the osterias, like what is like your main course that you eat in Bologna and how do you? Do you do you like remember like your favorite osteria in Bologna? Man, like uh, asking a, a guy from Bologna what what his uh, preferred uh, favorite osteria is is like asking to a Brazilian guy you know what's the best football player you know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's I can imagine. But I'd say that okay. The For me, Zico. Zico. Is that I really like. Brazilian. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, okay. I really like uh, Ronaldinho. No, no, man. I was saying Zico because he he's you know one of the idols of my team, Flamengo. So okay, but oh, but me. the best player ever for me was Garrincha, not Pelé. Whoa, I'm polemic. Whoa. I'm polemic. <laughs> yeah, this is a like a, a completely revolutionary idea under this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like so. I'm sorry, sorry for well, cutting you, bro. <laughs> no problems, no problems. Uh, I started this. No problem. <laughs> so the the main three dishes, the uh, three main dishes are. Uh, of course, uh, tagliatella ragu. So there's mm. one thing. There's one thing. If you are, if you live in Brazil, if you live in Portugal, if you're listening to this podcast from all the parts of the world that are not Italy, you have to know one thing. There's one thing that, that does not exist in Bologna. Bologna is famous for, you know, spaghetti alla bolognese or bolognese sauce. That does not exist. I repeat it. That does not exist. And we hate being famous for something that does not exist in Bologna. <laughs> if you if you are planning to open an Italian restaurant or if you want to sell Italian food or something and you're another part of the world, just put that from the blue because it does not exist. There's something called ragu, 
which is like a sauce, which is, you know, cooked with a lot of efforts, passions, a lot of ingredients. It's you know, amazing. Something that, exactly. I can't it takes a lot of time to cook, right? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's yeah. a long process. And yeah. you have time and effort, it. time and effort. Mm -hmm. My God, I had some good on some osterias for so cheap prices. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. But the ragu is like the, the real, the real, um, what, what, what is called like spaghetti alla bolognese. Is another bolognese. Is, exactly, bolognese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we do like tagliatella ragu. Tagliatella is a kind of pasta, which is like similar in the length of like spaghetti, but it's more like steeper than, than spaghetti. It's not mm -hmm. rounded. It's just a... Okay. Uh, Uh, yeah, it's bigger it's more like flat yeah exactly it's bigger and it's very you know it, it combines perfectly with ragu because it's it, it keeps all the the flavors together it's, it's mm, fantastic for so sure we have we have that we have tortellini of course tortellini <laughs> is the you know the symbol of our land of our culture yeah uh, of course with uh with broad tortellini in brodo so not with other things not with ragu not with bolognese sauce with not carbonara with other things that i can see i always see in the world you know when it's tortellini <laughs> in brodo so in the i don't know how to say that in uh just a, is it like a cheese it. thing or no well it's um you know tortellini in broth broth tortellini It's like, a, but it's not like a cheese. It's like a type of pasta with uh, okay. inside it. There's meat, meat with uh, oh. a, a lot of a lot of things. You know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. online. Yeah. The the real one is was uh, um, you know was registered. It's um, registered on the Chamber of Commerce in Bologna because it's like something that must be respected. So we have mm -hmm. that. So we have tortellini, tagliatelle, and uh, well. I'd say lasagna because lasagna, it's uh, yeah. also okay. It's the so, but these are the main dishes. The first, then we have the second dishes, <laughs> and uh, the the most famous one is the um uh, la the cotoletta. Uh, cotoletta. You know, the, the yeah, it's good. Our version that is very heavy. You know, it's very it's very strong. You, you when you eat a cotoletta, then you're very full. You know, it means that you're very hungry. Uh, it's like ham. Uh, parmesan cheese like cooked on the on it's like uh, fused on 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 the on the meat and then mm -hmm. you have the meat which is like fried and everything and inside it. it's Stuffed. very creamy right. it's yeah. it's very very tasty yeah that's nice but it's very heavy so it, mm -hmm. after, after that you don't have to make a <laughs> you just don't eat for a full day completely no, of course and you sure. have to drink a lot when you when you yeah <laughs> just like a whole bottle of wine for the for just just, exactly. just meal So, oh Leo, we are coming to an end of our podcast. But before you do the question that we always do in the end of yes. our of in the end of our podcast, so, I want to do I want to do one last question for myself. Uh, yeah, if I don't know if you want to share with our listeners, what was the you know wildest adventure that you faced during your trips? You know, the most <laughs> dangerous thing that you faced during your trips. Well, okay, uh, I risked my life in Bolivia. I risked my life in Bolivia for real. Uh, yeah. I was stuck in a, in a like a, you know they they call it tormenta, which is tormenta, tormenta is like a, a storm. tormenta, you know, just like a, a storm. storm. Yes, yeah, so yeah. snowstorm everywhere, five thousand meter high above mm. the sea level Ooh. in the Andes, in a place that I couldn't even get. You know, uh, I didn't know where I was. Everything <laughs> was white. We were stuck in a car with a Brazilian guy that has never seen snow before that day. 
it was completely scary. It's like, we are going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die in Brazilian. So I couldn't understand what he was saying. Vamos morrer, nós vamos morrer. I was like looking at him and saying, obrigado. Thanks for the support, no? No, and it was the rider of this car. It was, you know, we were in a desert. So there's a desert, desert which is called Salvador Dali Desert. It's a stunning place, but we couldn't see anything. There was no, there are no roads. There are, there is no no one you're like stuck in the mountains in the Andes. It was like the you know the trailer of a horror movie and Guilherme <laughs> would would like review this. But you know really 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 tough. And and the rider was like completely it was like you know like it was reading everything, it was like there like this eyes open, you know, it, it was like terrified by this thing. It it, it was like yeah. 50 years old. So and he it was said like Mierda, 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 es un infierno, es un infierno. People, <laughs> this is hell, like, we are, we are in hell. And it was like there, uh, you know, and I was praying and, you know, hoping that things could be fine. But I, I didn't know where I was. So I was in a car and I only knew that it could be like, uh, you know, the end of the road it could be there and we fell out. Oh, and yeah. in, in the, it That's was really, insane. really, really tough. So and how was just it? Like, you guys just yeah. waited or...? No, the, the just the car that he was continuing going. He was like, Yeah, let's go at 5,200 meters. And I said, No, stop, stop. And, and it was because Bolivian are crazy. I mean, I love Bolivia and I love Bolivian guys, but they're really crazy. So he was saying, like, No, porque tú has pagado, has pagado, y tienes el derecho de ir. Oh and my like, God. <laughs> you pay, you pay. So you have, so you have, you have paid. Say, you should die was, because you paid pero, for dying. Exactly. I was like, I was like, Sí, pero. Pero uh, yo, yo no, no quiero morir. Si tengo el derecho de... Bro, de Leo, Leo, they, they all prayed. So they're like, if I die, I die. I just don't care anymore. Well, I was like, uh, okay, so... Uh, oh, my God. Well, uh, so at the end, it's like one hour and a half of this. And then we, we just like go, uh, go to a, a, like a altitude of 4,000 meters. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did like 1,000 meters um of of downhill so it was like you know going stairs downhill and it was like what it might be a rock you know there might be and and and, and if the car just stuck there because of the snow so it was like uh but in one one hour one hour and a half or two hours i don't remember the exact amount of time uh just stopped everything like stopped you know the 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 the, uh, the clouds that were above us just move away Whoa. And everything was clear. And we saw the Bolivian highlands in front of us like heaven. I mean, so oh, like, my God. It I, must have I, felt like an oasis. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. Oh so my this God. is the wildest, wildest experience. But I have also others in, in South America. Oh, that's One amazing. Thing is you, you're, never, you're never sure that um, you will survive <laughs> when, you, yeah. when you're there. Really. At <laughs> least the good thing is that you have a story to tell. Like, exactly. that's just... For sure. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So, final question, Leo. Are you ready? Are you oh, yeah. ready? So, this is uh, like a recurrent question that we have. And basically, what is the thing that makes you the most proud of being Italian? Like, when you go abroad, what is like the thing that you tell people why you love your country uh, so much or just like the main aspects of it? I'd say, you know, the history. I mean, the history and our attitude to build things. 
Uh, everybody knows the Italian style. Everybody knows Leonardo da Vinci. Everybody knows Michelangelo. Sure. So they were born in Italy and they did a lot of, they changed the history, you know, they changed the, and the Roman Empire, you know, uh, they, everything, everything which is connected by, with our attitude in building things, creating things, uh, um, our creativity. Um, so this is mainly the, the reason why. And also we are very, even if we are very different, we can, and, and COVID, you know, during the pandemic showed proof that we are like that, like a source of fraternity, you know, like a, yeah. we, we always feel very connected with the problems of each other, like a community, you know, mm-hmm. even if uh, we always struggle about what, what's the best, what the best region is, if the North is better than the South, if, uh, there are a lot of rivalities in, in football yeah. and everything. And at least you're like united. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In front of the adversities and in front of the tough, tough moments and the hard moments, we are we can be uh, we can behave as a as a country. That's the good thing. That's very nice. That's very nice. That's what makes me proud of, of being Italian. And of course, food, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, food, always. I, I, and, thought, and, I thought you would say this, actually. Yeah, it's true. Uh, food <laughs> it is. Yes, yes. And, and every girl's love Italian guys. You know, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, man, so, yeah, that's there's topic. nothing so like uh, so fascinating as an Italian guy abroad. Man, I have especially I have especially if you history. go to the US. Sure, sure. Yeah, go to the US, and also in the you know Poland or Ukraine or Russia, those countries. You know, uh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know very well. The man. Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah, the Eastern no, Europe. Because... I've been traveling a lot also for for these weeks. You know. <laughs> Sure, man. Oh, there in Poland, there in Poland, it was funny because during my Erasmus, you're actually thinking that I was Italian because I have this beard and kind of stuff. Oh, you're Italian and kind of say. Oh, and I was saying that I, that I'm Brazilian. They were like, George in shock. They were like, Oh, I thought I thought that you're Italian. I thought you, oh, you know, okay. actually. So the... I, oh no, so I don't like you. If you're Brazilian, no, 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 Brazilian. So like, get out of my way. No, yeah, get out of my way. Come on, what the <laughs> fuck? You're from Brazil. <laughs> like, no, no. Uh, it was no. funny. You, no, sometimes, have... sometimes when I, when I was like single, of course, I was getting girls because it was because it was Brazilian. I was ex- ex- actually exotic, so they were expecting to to get this, you know, answer that I'm Italian or Spanish or <laughs> stuff, and they were getting say, the answer. You have to say yes. You have to yeah. say yes. They don't yeah, even yeah, yeah. they don't even recognize you know the Italian languages. So you, you just have to say like "Mamma Mia" or you know when, <laughs> yeah, when you sure. talk to these kind of people that are so attracted by the idea of Italian people. Is We're like, actually in why? Poland, man. Because I found a lot of people, people speaking Italian actually. Really? Yeah, they're actually well, having this at the uni or kind of stuff. I don't know, but they're actually speaking Italian. Some okay. of the girls. You could say like yes, I was born in Italy, but now yeah, I but I don't remember. Yeah, I, don't I, remember. I, I, I was yeah, born and raised for two years, but then obviously I moved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Leo, thank you so much, bro, for this conversation. It was an amazing time with you, bro. Uh, thanks a lot for sharing your traveling histories with us and for supporting our project. This is the fourth episode that we are having, so it was a lot of joy for us to have you. For sure, and for me the same. Thank you very much for your time and for this conversation. It was really funny, amazing. Uh, I'm also, you know, in this time of quarantine and, and lockdown, I'm, yeah. I'm always in for meeting new people and this is a way to do it. And exactly. sharing my my adventures, my ideas to inspire other people in, in, in you know, when, when we will be able to travel again, I, I, I hope my stories will inspire others to take my same actions because I'm like mm-hmm. you guys. So 
<laughs> I, I traveled alone, but I, I'm like you. This is the message that I want to share with you. I'm not like an alien, strange person that travel alone. I, I am You're already invited to come to Rio, bro. <laughs> well, I, I well, I, I it's it's one of my you know my my first destination in in South America, so uh, I'll are be there. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, thank you very much, Freddy. Uh, I, I'll come there. I don't know when, but uh, it's <laughs> you know, it's my on my back list. It's like on my top three in South America, in the world. I mean. So thank you so much, Guy, as well, bro. From the no worries, guys. I hope. Hope everyone enjoyed this amazing episode just about traveling and the importance of traveling. And yeah, hopefully we can inspire you guys just to get out of your comfort zone and just go to some place. Even if it's like in your country, it still, <clears throat> it still means something. So yeah, I'm, we are very happy to give so, all of you this information. Thank you so much, my listeners. See you next week. It was an amazing episode. Thank you out one more time. Grazie mille. Prego, <laughs> the magic word. Obrigado, no, uh, de nada, no. <laughs> yeah, you can be both. No worries. Okay, <laughs> love it. Thank you, listeners. <laughs>